0: Buenas, ¿cómo están todos? (laughs) Welcome to LatinxYC, where we discuss all the good, the bad, and the ugly of US politics from a Latino, Latina, and Latinx perspective. Hello. My name is Clemencia Herrera, and I am the founder of Moira Studio, a cross-cultural advertising agency that works with progressive political campaigns, organizations, and advocacy initiatives to engage with Latino audiences exactly how they deserve, which is with lots of care and authenticity.
1: Hola, mi amor. And I am Cecilia Um, Del Cid. Environmental and social justice practitioner, immigrant Latin American from Guatemala, community weaver, also working in media.
0: And back us? with us today, we have Neri <laughs> Neri Espinosa. Yes. Thank you for coming back. Welcome back. Hi Neri. Hola, hola. <laughs> hola. So Neri um, is the vice president of Nuco Strategies. Um, She was born in Mexico and raised in Texas, and she is dedicated to amplifying the voices and issues affecting immigrant and diverse communities right up our alley, working families and marginalized populations in the U.S. and abroad. Her work today has focused on national state and local issue and advocacy campaigns spanning social issues particularly among communities of color the latinx community and the immigrant community welcome back
2: Gracias. Hola. You really to see? Uh, thank you so much for having me back i'm so excited this time i'm not as nervous i'm like, I'm like right, i got
0: this i couldn't tell that you were <laughs> nervous last time i was <laughs> nervous you did great yeah you did great <laughs> So plan, what are, are we if about you guys today? are listening out there, um, Nettie was here to talk about the Build Back Better plan long time ago. And that plan, it went kaput, unfortunately. Uh, um, but uh, there are some exciting developments and um, the Democrats have actually been able to pass a couple of very exciting... And forward-looking legislature and Nettie is back to um, talk to us about what that all means and kind of dispel mysteries you know like I know that legislature sometimes people are like oh you know (laughs) so boring or so like dense so we're here to you know explain summarize and dispel you know any kind of um uh myths or, 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 or you know questions things that doubts. people may think um, mm-hmm. for the community so in particular today we're going to be talking about the inflation reduction act which was just passed um, and you know president biden has been making a you know huge deal bombos y platillos you know the whole thing (laughs) and and you know people are like wondering like why so many bombos and platillos so let's let's talk about it why is this so exciting why is this what's going on with this ira
2: Yeah, yeah 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 Uh, well, no, no. Thank you, again, for having me. Also, it's very fitting, guys, because it's on the eve of this Heritage Month. I just want to note mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh, right. So, I love that we're talking about this Um Inflation Reduction Act (IRA). It's like even the name you're like, ah, okay, what does that mean? But it's so it's so huge. It's actually super historic, and you know, Clem, you just mentioned. You know, when I came back, when I was on last time, we're talking about Build Back Better, and that, you know, got all cut up and all of the drama of the legislature and Congress. Um, But really, the Inflation Reduction Act really comes, a lot of those pieces that were in that are in here, (laughs) and they passed. Um, So we're talking about... You know, it lowers prescription drug prices. It lowers mm-hmm. energy costs. It's going to lower healthcare costs. So it really encompasses a lot of the issues, and particularly for Latinos, that are super important, and that it's going to make a difference. And I think what's what's really cool, as you know, obviously I you know it's like you work on the IRA and like you know preparing for this I was like let me do more research and really like dig in and what's super super great about this about this on uh, the IRA that just passed is that it's obviously there's short term things in here but it's also long term so I think mm-hmm. for our communities, sometimes you're like okay that thing passes but like well how does it even impact or affect me I think it, like for the IRA it, it has like clear things that are going to be impactful hopefully and it's going to really families are going to be able to feel it, you know, in practical terms. Um, and it's also going to, you know, it's also building towards the long term. So anyway, I'm excited to talk about this and I know we're going to focus on the climate stuff, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's just a ton here.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, uh, two episodes ago, we had a guest um, talking about how climate change has been affecting um, Latinx uh, farm workers in the country, you know, with the extreme heat in um, this summer. And, uh, you know, we thought it was a really good follow-up that, you know, we're talking about these issues that are going on and in, in how we, you know, there's now a bill that directly is addressing climate change. And also, like you mentioned, energy costs, because everybody's complaining mm-hmm. about it, right? Saying... Oh, it's really hot. So that means that we need to crank up Mm -hmm. our ACs more. So that means our energy bills are going through the roof, you know, on top of everything else. So, you know, directly, you know, addressing all of these issues is it's it's pretty big.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know. I mean, Latinos are—you know—our communities are—you know—live in places that you know we are on the front lines. So when we talk about climate change, and you know, I think sometimes news or whatever can talk about like, oh, climate change, and like, oh, it's—you know—it's coming. But a lot of our communities are already feeling it, right? Mm And you you talked about it. Climate's like people are. There's droughts all over the Southwest. There's all these wildfires in California, which are affecting farm workers. You know, we have—you know—floods, right? the northeast to to like Texas you know our water like water isn't even safe to drink anymore I mean these are all things that our community is experiencing Mm -hmm. like today like you know this isn't this isn't like a 10, 15, 20 year problem for now so Mm -hmm. this legislation was it's like so overdue right for particularly for our communities but really for
0: like our whole country and honestly for the planet (laughs) yeah yeah. It, it, you know, I remember years ago, I mean, from since the 80s, we've been talking about climate change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have been like, oh, that's like really far away or, you know, that's mm-hmm. not true or that's a myth or whatever. And now it's like, oh, this summer has been 100 degrees or Texas is getting snow or, you know, it's like, it, Yeah. yeah. It's pretty real. It's, it's happening. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, and the other part of it, too, which is related
2: to climate, too, and some of this energy stuff is, you know, you're talking about the gas prices, right? They went up right and that mm-hmm. affects everyone's pocket right these energy cost utility mm-hmm. bills those are all things that like our community Latino families care about you know growing up it's like apaga la luz you know make sure <laughs> like you know what I mean it's like you gotta luz
0: todo yeah it's like day. how it's, yeah, exactly it's like how
2: no, no, so you can't right <laughs> so I think our communities well, I think we're already so like conscious right of mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. utilities and how much energy we use but because we have to because some of your communities are like you know they're
0: working hard right they're mm-hmm. those miles. like these are all things yeah, that have multi, multiple in families in the multiple generations in exactly. a household
2: exactly exactly so yes like when your utility bill goes up when the gas price is going up like our, you know, we feel it, we feel it in our pockets. And so I think this, what this logician is going to do which is just so great. It's right, it's going to lower energy costs. I think for a lot of families, you know, it's going to be easier and it's going to be better to get more energy efficient appliances, you know, that's going to be like a big thing about, it. that's how you really lower your energy costs and not just like short term, right? This is long, long term. You like immediately can like start saving money, but it's mm-hmm. also over time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's better for like our environment. So there are things like that in the IRA that are just very practical,
0: really. Um
2: So I how does that work? Think, oh. Do you get
0: like a rebate or yeah, do you actually I, get... What is, how does that work?
2: I think what they're, what the... That in a diary, what it does is that it allows for like rebates and it allows for um, families to be able to buy energy efficient, um, you know, appliances like a stove or a fridge or uh, you know, whatever at a need discount, yeah, at a discount. And mm-hmm. so, there's also going to be tax credits. You know, mm-hmm. if people are trying to buy a new car, there's also going to be tax credits for electric vehicles, right? Again, if you're trying to save on gas and you're thinking about sort of like energy in the long term, like hey, having an electric vehicle actually makes sense, right? And now it's becoming like much more normal, right? <laughs> to have, yeah, and now to you have even access. have pickup trucks that are
0: electric. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. If, you, if, you, if you need a pickup truck because of your job, you can actually get one. Yeah, exactly.
2: And not, you know, have to be so dependent, right, on these gas prices um, because you don't have to, because it could be electric (laughs) and you can get a whole rebate and a credit and a tax credit for it. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, sort of there's a lot of things in there. I mean, I think another piece of it um, is investment in creating clean jobs, clean energy jobs. So it's a lot of investment in solar and wind power. And what that means is that if we want to invest in that kind of energy we need people, right? <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like we're, we're investing more money so it's going to create more jobs and it's also going to give us more clean energy which again is helping people now get better jobs, better paying jobs that are also going to help the economy and also going to help us combat climate change. So There's
0: a lot. <laughs> yeah. What is- I mean I was reading that it said that the plan would be to reduce pollution by forty percent by what year? I can't remember. 2020?
1: 2030 The carbon emissions, not pollution. So that would be a reduction with that I don't like maybe Neri can help us like what is the benchmark? Like twenty to like to what to what that reduction would be? I also wanted to ask, Neri, Mm -hmm. uh, on top of like the investment for climate reduction, there's also investment in environmental justice. Um, It's not as much as I think, since you mentioned we, our communities and marginalized communities and communities of color are already um, at the forefront of climate catastrophe. So um, having these resources for our communities to like look for some of those other avenues for like energy justice or you know water resources what are some what how does that fit into that like picture yeah yeah
2: I mean um I think the date first of all just to close it I think it's by 2030 (laughs) if I remember correctly but I was like trying to like cite my thing right now but I think a lot of the goals in the IRA is towards that date towards 2030 it's pretty Um, aggressive 40%. Forty percent. It is aggressive. In eight years. Think about it, yeah. But I mean,
1: as you think about it, right? We're already, we're behind, right? We're not aggressive <laughs> enough. Exactly right. We're, it's like, we're, we're already cross a bunch of thresholds that we're behind.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, we are, and so I think it's it's you know it's a very much needed first step to get to get on top of it. Um, yeah. But I'm glad. So see, you were talking about the environmental justice and. You know, I think, particularly for Latinos and for a lot of communities who've been very much on the front lines of, you know, again, receiving on um, the receiving end of pollution of all these like disasters. um I think what this bill does, and I, I know you mentioned this, so you're like, oh, there's not doing enough, but <laughs> it's doing at least something. No, I know. <laughs> Where it's, I think, you know, it's really going to create. Um, I think part of the piece is it's going to create grants right for like environmental justice grants and it's for people who are you know who have initiatives or ideas who are trying to combat this you know that's going to be available for folks so I think for any groups out there Latino groups etc who are really tr- who want to do something at the local level who are who have some initiative or idea like they're going to have these grants that are going to be available to them so that was like, one of the pieces that is in there, which is going to be, you know, it's going to be great. Um, And it's also building, again, this isn't just, I know the inflation reduction, it has a lot in it, but it's also building on a lot of the other bills that have passed. And so the environmental justice grants, like that was already part of a previous initiative, right? So it's like just keeping, continuing to build right on the progress and continuing to invest in our communities. And really that's, that's what matters, right? Is that we keep, (laughs) we keep pushing for communities and we are getting investment to make our you know to be able to do some of this work on the ground
1: so this is not just for like a two-year pro like a two-year how how many years is it covering like when we say it's investing kind of planting the seeds for like having this um Initiatives begin or continue, and then moving into the future. Correct? Am I understanding it correctly? Like you said, just these are funds that are going to be spent over a period of time.
2: I don't have like the details on mm-hmm. how how much over time. I don't know okay. if Clem does, um, but I know that you know. I think for for a lot of, for a lot of these initiatives, like these initiatives, you know, they take money, right? And so, like. I think, hopefully, (laughs) once you start something Mm and once you start funding something, that we will get this funding or increase the funding right for future work um, like this. And so, I mean, I think that is, at least for me, that's the hope, (laughs) that this isn't just like the only bill that passes and like, that's it. Like, I'm hoping that there will be more of this because we do need to increase our investment in combating climate change and making sure that we get money out there for people who are really doing this work to like, to really do it. And for the long term, right? Not just for like a couple years. Yeah.
0: I asked that question. Yeah, it's definitely not doing... Not putting, like, a little patch, but it's actually, you know, let's actually implement a plan that's gonna, you know, happen over time so we have long-term kind of effects and not just, you know, let's just do something, like, a really small thing today.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was also thinking about, like, like, we are in the midterms, right? And I'm thinking a lot of people might say, like, is this going to... I mean, obviously... We had this conversation when we were starting about, like, how do we make sure as citizens that these initiatives continue to be funded? How do we make sure that better or more, like, we can always, you know, we, I think politically many bills, like, it's always a big negotiation. And like, when you think from like the Build Back Better, many things that probably was a little more aggressive, it was a lot more progressive. (coughs) Not all the pieces made it into this new bill, but this bill is a good starting point. But how do we make sure that going forward, we continue to have representatives that are looking to keep this ball rolling? Mm
2: -hmm. What are some
1: of the things that we as community have to pay attention to in this election season
2: as you kind
1: of tie them together?
2: Uh, I'm glad you asked, Sissy. Uh I just want to highlight one thing. Literally, the IRA passed the Senate 51 to 50, right? Split. What that means is that we were able to elect leaders who believe that this type of legislation should law. And so it's the power really of our vote, right? The people and Latino vote, you know, um, we already know this, Latino vote is co- completely important and extremely important to elections. But we made it possible to have these leaders be there so that this kind of legislation can pass. And if we want more of this type of legislation, if we want more investment in our communities and leaders who are really listening to our needs, who are really paying attention to what you know, Latino families are experiencing and who will do something about it, it means that we have to vote again. And so these midterms coming up, right, like, how's at risk, right? We have, like, this is sort of like the tale of the midterms, right? It's like presidential year, midterms, it's like, ah, uh, we lose everything. So I think for, for us, it's extremely important that we keep electing leaders that believe um, in legislation like this, that believe that we should be combating climate change and we should be investing in the communities that are being affected the most. So again, I think, you know, for Latinos who sometimes are like, oh, you know, my vote doesn't count, or like, oh, you know, yeah, para que voto? like. We, this this legislation, like, literally, when you look at the vote count, you will see the, ex, the exact split and why it's so important. Because that razor-thin yeah. majority gave us just enough so that this could become law and really take effect and really
0: impact so many families in a, in a positive way. Yeah, because in the past, the legislation has favored corporate interests. And it has let a bunch of corporations pollute and without any kind of, you know, limitations or regulations or anything like that for years and years and years. And this is where we are now. And it's all, you know, lobbying and uh, shady stuff and not really thinking about us. You know, the people just the everyday everyday people and in, mm-hmm. in, in, you know we really need to think about who is passing legislation that is really thinking about us or you know thinking about how about some instead of tax breaks for the corporations how about some tax breaks for us or like how about some you know mm-hmm. r- you know lower prices for us or I don't know things like that um, and, and really thinking about you know the future of the people because at the end of the day you know i've had this conversation with other people before it's like it's not convenient for governments to lose their voters to you know climate change like if if people start dying because of you know severe climate change you're losing voters you don't mm-hmm. have oh no and also you're losing taxes you're losing people to pay taxes. So it's not convenient for 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 governments to lose their people. Like, they, you need to keep your people alive. <laughs> you yeah. know, corporations, corporations may come and go, but your people need to stay alive. Well, and corporations also, you know, who was actually
2: really doing the work? <laughs> it's like people. Um, exactly. Whatever. But Clem, I mean, to your point about the taxes, the tax rates, I mean, the inflation reduction act you know what also one of the small things which is also in there, which is actually pretty huge, is that, you know, makes the tax code fair, right? So a lot of big corporations literally pay zero taxes, which is kind of insane when you think about it, right? Mm. Because so many of our, like, how many of us pay taxes like every year? And can you imagine like these billionaires and millionaires just paying like nothing? I mean, that's kind of mind-blowing. So, what what's included here too is making them pay, you know, a little bit of their fair share. Um, and so, you know, that's how, we're going to be able to also just fund a lot of this stuff. It's just actually getting actual corporations to really, you know, pay their share. Um, so that's also one thing in here that's super important.
1: Yeah, the 15%, right? Like a minimum mm-hmm. yeah. 15% rate, tax rate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that, is, that was
0: in there.
2: Which is which- like, if you think about it, like tiny. Like it's the minimum like like, you know I mean I pay a lot more than 50% (laughs) that's what I was gonna
0: say it's like yeah exactly exactly yeah Yeah, Um, I mean as a business owner not only do I pay what everybody pays but I have to pay the self-employment tax which is on top of that
2: yeah yeah and you're a small business owner, right? Um, and there's a lot of Latinos who are small business owners as well who are paying way more taxes than these like millionaires and big corporations um, but I digress
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's also important to recognize that some of those corporations are most. There is like, a, I think, if I'm not confused, like a 99 corporations that are responsible for a large amount of the emissions globally. So it is important to recognize who has been benefiting from the extractive practices that have allowed those corporations to thrive financially for decades, for more than five decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we began... Talking about electric cars in the 1970s, and the fossil fuel industry killed them, right? And here we are in 2022, in which the technology has—it's kind of a still incipient, or like not as new, but it's not what it could have been if we would have started working at it in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And We already had—we could have developed it. it would, we would have had the infrastructure. We so for a long, for a lot of time, they have gotten in the way. Of us in the name of their prophets of the communities of people on the global south, because the United States has like a lot of the issues that are gonna, you know, that people, that the planet is suffering on climate change, is being suffered by communities that did not contribute to it, by countries mm-hmm. who did not contribute to it, and who have not benefited financially, right? So it's also I think important to just begin to frame accountability. As we think about how our communities can benefit or, or, or get some mitigating support, because I don't think it's—I um, don't think it's like a like a—I think it's a mitigation strategy, right? We're trying to help people who are already in the front lines to solve, mm-hmm. and we also have, so we, we're helping them to adapt to what is already here. And at the same time, some of the other pieces are trying to stop, but will continue to happen or get worse if we don't do anything.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I mean, I think this is what you know. This is particularly for for the Latino community you know these big corporations i mean they have exploited very much these communities that are marginalized that you know they they suffer all the impact of like pollution you know a lot mm-hmm. of kids have asthma right you have all these health issues because you live in these zones that are just being polluted and no one is there right it's almost like they have no voice and no one cares because it's just like oh whatever you're just oh, like they're, yeah there's just, just they're dispendable yeah exactly um and so you know i think to the piece of accountability for sure says he like we have to make these corporations accountable accountable to our communities right and so i think this is a really great first step um to do that um you know, we know our communities are very resilient, <laughs> yeah. um, but again, we need we need government to step in in some of these cases because if there's no one there to tell a corporation that they can't pollute and that they can't you know pollute the water that we drink or the air that people are breathing in the community, then like you know who is really right? Like who's gonna who's gonna watch over them? And so that's
1: you know that's that's part of the role of government. It's to it's to work for the people. Do you think that our communities are putting two and two together? Like, I, I always, this is when I defer to the both of you who are like working out there in like campaign. Like, to me, it always feels as I, you know, I just voted in like a primary election and I hadn't really, I had to do my own kind of homework before my primary. I didn't hear, I wasn't, a pro- I met one candidate that day at the polling place. No one else, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm thinking, Um, you know, so I can go and think of like, what is the green boat being indoors? Or like, you know, I have other, other things that I might be looking for, but like our communities, like if you're just out there working all the time, trying to survive, trying to keep a roof over your head, like trying to stay up with inflation, right? Like what are some of the things that we as community are thinking about considering, as we're going into, like, I'm afraid. I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel a little afraid because I'm like, are we putting two and two together and recognizing this is gonna be really impactful for us? We should continue to support candidates that are gonna do this for us. And I just feel like sometimes those messages don't don't connect. Don't connect. Don't, don't make yeah. it. To the, you know, don't go from point A to point B. Yeah, there go. I
2: mean, yes. <laughs> I think Clem and I could talk about this all the time. It's like reaching out to Latino voters, making sure that they get the message. It's like it's the problem, right? And it's like a funding problem. And it's like they just need to invest more, right? To reach Latino voters, because I think... You know, coming out of the 2020 election, I feel like there was this big narrative that, like, oh, Latinos shifted, like, they're, they're voting Republican, they're going that way. Like, that's actually not true. <laughs> like, if you look at the data, there are specific little cases and outliers where that may have happened. But if you really look at Latino data and the polling, the most recent, calling and shout out to Eggy's because I just came from one of their briefings <laughs> so this is very fresh in my mind a lot of Latinos are actually they're just they they just don't know they're undecided they're just they just don't know like which candidate to go for which party to go for and so says yes your point like we have to connect the dots for people. And I don't know if, that, if that's really happening. I don't know. But if, what I do know, and hopefully what people will feel coming out of the IRA is that people will feel it in their pockets, right? Letting me know Latinos care about the economy. They care about jobs. And so if they see that gas prices are have been coming down for weeks and weeks and weeks, that they will... Hopefully think like, okay, Biden is actually, you know, it's good, right? The economy is going in a way that I want it to. If they see that new jobs are being created, where they're going to have the opportunity to, you know, increase their wages or to get a new job or see like a path forward, then they're going to want to, right, continue on that path and hopefully right vote for Biden and Democrats again. So I think we do have to connect the dots for people more. And, you know, sometimes it's hard because some of this stuff is really weedy. And, you know, when you're telling mm-hmm. people, you know, you're, you know, you're going to lower energy costs. You're going to save $500, you know, per year on energy bills. And people are like, okay. But like, until they see it, <laughs> right, until it's felt, I think it's hard sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I see it even with my family, right? I'm like, you know, you
0: they're like, okay, but they'll make it in, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing that is really important to notice, like you. Said you know a little bit ago there was a big big chasm between the democrat vote and the republican vote for this bill mm-hmm. and only the democrats voted for it mm-hmm. and it's like and it and the only reason why it passed was because kamala broke the mm-hmm. vote because there's a 50 50 and so, you know, if we want more legislation like this to pass, we need more Democrats in Congress because otherwise we're going to be, you know, like nail-biting our way through legislation for years to come because, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. And, it's, it, it, you know, it's the party lines. Unfortunately, yeah. it's they've become much more extreme, much more hostile to each other and and if we want you know things that are passed with you know people of color in mind we need to get more democrats in government yeah yeah i mean the The danger
2: of it all right is that if Republicans take over again, what's going to happen is that maybe a lot of this will be rolled back, right? Maybe a lot of this will be taken away. Maybe a lot of it will be weakened, which is what happened under Trump, right? There were a lot of really great policies, a lot of great regulations and rules that went into place under Obama, and what did Trump do? We've rolled it all back. And so that's, mm-hmm. that is up for, that is, like, real, right? Yeah. So that's why it's important that this became law, right? Because it's much harder, But but again, like, that doesn't mean that once Republicans come into power that doesn't mean that they can't weaken, right? The, way, the same way that they've sort of chipped away at health care or voting rights or like, you know,
1: abortion, I I mean, you know, there's, there's a bunch of issues. They they have done, a, they have had a very effective strategy of capturing the legislative and the, no, the judiciary. And they, that's how they have like, even though when things get into law, and I think that that is also one of the things I think Clem and I always, You know, when we when we talk about like, well, we have these conversations and understanding the difference in what the the branches of our government does for like all of us in like a simple terms. But like because sometimes we think, oh, it's law. Now it cannot be changed. And we just had a reversal of 50 years of legal precedent with Roe v. Wade uh, in kind of like because of the courts and like the courts are in like Republican you know, the court mm-hmm. is like a Republican capture right now, right? So even though we have the president's office, the, the, the executive and the legislative, with the Senate and the House, we are still vulnerable. So, and as time goes by, we're losing those opportunities to continue to reshape our courts if we don't vote in ways that continue to support this trend, right
2: yeah, exactly. exactly I mean that's even why it's even more important that we actually get out and vote because we do have like I mean we have like you know I mean we can talk about abortion and overturned versus Reed, but we have these huge things that we all thought were like they're safe they're never gonna get real. Like, these are things that will just always be there mm-hmm. and I mean I think we're all still sort of reeling from the shock of like wait I can't believe this right was taken away. I mean, yeah. particularly as, like, as women, right, and Latinas, it's like, it's like you know, so I, I do think it's like we can't take any of this for granted. <laughs> democracy isn't just a given, right? We all have to work at it. Everyone has to participate. I mean, that's, mm. that's part of it. That's part of it. Democracy just doesn't happen, right? Democracy is just given to people. And it's
0: something that we really have to fight for. Yeah, democracy has been something that people have died for. And we need to really keep that in mind. That, you know, if 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 they keep it chipping away at it, one day we're gonna have to go back and die for it. So we don't want it to get so far. <laughs> we actually want to keep it, you know, at bay so we can keep our democracy. Because one day we're gonna have to go fight for that and if if, if it's chipped away enough. So no
1: need to do then- that. We have to fight for it right now, I think, like still yeah. every yes. day uh, and it's just like I think for all of us there's the, you know, the conversation of like the people who can vote and the people who don't vote but it still can't participate civically and do other things and at the end, right, like the ability, I think thinking of this legislation and like what it means to have like, you know, climate that, you know, good air to breathe, good like drinking water um, that you know the infrastructure to purify water like we don't think about what all the regulations and all the things that happen with it for us to be able to have those benefits like you know I come from Guatemala and obviously drinking water is something that is a great privilege not Mm -hmm. everyone gets to have it and it is for a long time I think it's, it was it wasn't thought that in the United States that would be something that you could lose, and now you have cities that don't have drinking water, and they have you know these Correct. boiled water like orders, and that is just absolutely unacceptable. That in the wealthiest mm. nation in yes. the history of the world, we have not invested, and it's happening in communities who are of color. Who are poor? Who are working class? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. actually, happening also in Republican states, in red states. Which yeah, some it's happening in Texas. I remember yes, in the south of yes. Texas, they've had uh, yeah. yeah, boil water orders. Yes, yep. and yeah. Jackson, right now, and and the cities might be democratic, right? Like the urban centers might be blue-leaning, but they are under these. In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very hostile environment where their needs are not being met. And I think that is also this recognition that we as contributors, as fiscal contributors, as taxpayers, like that money is to do what we need for us, right? And like, I think it's... In, um, I appreciated how you highlighted some of the benefits that feel really tangible for our community because I think most of the time, I know in Guatemala, like, there's a lot of distrust for the government and paying taxes always feels like it's just going to end up being stolen, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I think the idea of seeing the money reinvested in our communities is really important. It's important to me. Mm
2: -hmm. No, I mean... And it's like preach that she <laughs> but yeah I mean every she time she always comes, preaches. I know she does like, No, but you know, it's like when I you know when I go to Mexico, it's not like I can just turn on the tap water and drink it, right? It's I mean, no, that's like no one does that. No, everyone that has traveled to Mexico <laughs> exactly. and has
0: gotten sick, knows this. <laughs> okay, Clem, okay. To Colombia to what a no,
2: but it's true because I think, you know some of the, you know we do i mean i for me i think those are basic i believe those are basic rights the <laughs> right to, to access to water to clean water to clean air these shouldn't be things that like we have to like fight for these are like basic human rights yeah. <laughs> which you know unfortunately there are a lot of people in the world who do not have access who you know unfortunately just don't have those same rights and so i think for me particularly again come, yes to the in the wealthiest nation these shouldn't be things that are hard, right? These shouldn't be things that we cannot do. Um, and so,
0: Yeah, especially it. because we pay taxes. Yes. We pay the government to keep our air and the water clean. We pay the government to do things for us. This is not, you know, a gift. This is not a nice to have. This is mm-hmm. what we're paying the government for.
2: Well, and that's uh, right. And that's what Biden has shown coming in is that the government works for the people. Right. That is like
0: fundamental. What a concept.
2: It's it's, it's basic, but government should work for the people. And so I think Biden has done that. Right. And it could be it may seem boring to some people. It may seem like oh, okay, whatever. But like that is just basic. <laughs> and so the fact that we didn't have government working for people, for people's interests, for our community's interests, and now it is. I mean that that should just be like baseline. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And also, I well, think the contrary of like trying to dismantle and reduce it. Right. Like we need robust, healthy governments. <laughs> Yes, yeah.
0: yes. Yeah. Yes we do. <laughs> self self checking government. Yes. Yes. All right. Well with that, um this is all the time we have. Thank you so much, Nettie. This was great as usual. We have awesome conversations and we make boring stuff fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not boring, it's
2: important. It's crucial. I know. <laughs> I, I was
0: doing air quotes as I said boring. <laughs>
2: I know I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Air, <laughs> clean water. We all want it. We all need it. We want yeah, parks, healthy I mean, soil. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, Latinos having their carne asadas in the park like every weekend. It's like, yeah, like, <laughs> basic, yeah, yes. guys.
0: <laughs> you you know. want your carne asada? Gotta go to vote. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the next slogan. That's the, slogan. That's the next tagline. <laughs> <laughs> the carne yes. asada, go vote yes <laughs> alright thank you so much everyone uh, for joining us once again um, if you want to reach out to Nettie uh, her Twitter this is your Twitter right yes. Nettie underscore Espinosa with an S yes thank you and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you can get in touch with us at Pod on Instagram Twitter and TikTok and if you like this podcast Please share it with your friends give us a review tell us how, how we're doing
1: Send and us some comments
0: and uh, another thing is that Nettie is going to be back with us um, in two weeks to keep talking about another provision in this climate in this IRA and uh, not just climate there's a lot more stuff um, that is also been going to benefit our communities so uh, we'll see you in two weeks, Nettie. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited
2: to come back. There's a lot of there's a lot in here and I'm excited to unpack it and keep talking about it. And keep connecting excited. with us for community, because that's what we need.
0: Yes. Exactly. Thank you, Neri. Exactly. You if there's so well. anything else that you guys need us to explain, uh, please let us know. Happy to explain complicated legislature or politics stuff or review some sort of whatever we'll do it for you here
1: for you <laughs> thank you all very thank much you nice you thank you guys thank you Ceci thank
2: you, thank you again
0: Ceci clan <laughs>
1: nos vemos